Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Part of the Noise podcast. I'm your host, Scotty Hughes. Well, today's episode, we're going to be talking about the illusion of transparency, how to ask for help and get a yes, why it's so dang hard to ask for help sometimes. We're going to be talking about the new Miley Cyrus video and all the flavor that comes with that. I guess a hot one. Uh, We're going to be talking about Netflix and the office going bye-bye. We also jump into that whole topic of Nike and the Betsy Ross shoe that is not going to be released because one Colin Kaepernick felt otherwise. So strap in your seatbelts, hold on for the ride as my beautiful wife, Jennifer is going to join me on the show today as we dive into all these topics. Well, I hope you enjoy it. All right. Hey, baby. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm excited. Got a interesting show. We're going to hit some topics today. Uh-oh. Here we uh, go. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to hit some... Uh, we're gonna hit some pop culture today some current events we're gonna hit some uh some stuff on uh even with the title of this episode the illusion of transparency oh no yeah uh (laughs) which it was it was a good um there's this uh dr heidi grant who kind of uh, she had this talk and she talked about how how to ask for help and get a yes. Yeah, that was a podcast you had me listen to. Yeah. And that was pretty informative, I would say. Yeah. Pretty eye-opening. What would you think of it? Well, before we get into that. Oh, okay. All right. Before Jumping we're gonna, the gun. We're gonna start Getting excited off, here. We're going to start <laughs> off on a lighter note. <laughs> We're, we're, we're gonna work our. We're gonna we're gonna maybe do the sandwich oh, style. We're sandwiching. We're gonna go light, okay. heavy, heavy, light. What kind of sandwich <laughs> are we doing tonight? What, what uh, kind of sandwich? A Reuben. Oh, I don't know. Gross. No. <laughs> oh, oh, I like Reuben. Um. Uh, did you hear Netflix? Is uh, the Office is going away from Netflix? No. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, so it's just announced this past week that the NBC is going to be taking back the rights. They want to be adding it to their new platform. Oh, and wow. so I think you'll have like through 2020 to get your Netflix on. Well, the sad part is is that um, the Netflix is one of the biggest draws for people. It's one of the most watched shows. You said 2020 to get your Netflix on. You mean to get your office on? To get your Netflix office on okay yes. i was like what is happening i'm confused yeah no okay you um yeah that that's sad yeah yeah we i know it's, we love the office good clean um, comedy yeah it is and it's uh but it's interesting because um there's a, a lot of people who are like I'm going to cancel my Netflix subscription as soon as uh, the show's over or something like that. No, and they're not. Well, Empty I don't threats. know. It, People it are is, so addicted to Netflix, it's crazy. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, here's the big thing is, with this 
Apple coming out with a new platform. Um, uh, Disney Plus. Right, we talked about that. So I'm the price point with Disney Plus mm. is what like it was like six ninety nine or seven ninety nine. Yep. I was like, ooh. And when you think about, you know, the stage of life we're in with especially <laughs> littles. Um, Honestly, babe, I could throw the TV out the window. I, really I know could. you could. Let's just do it. Let's I know you could. Let's just do it for could. a year and watch what happens. It'll be amazing. Well, you won't watch anything. I, well, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? No, but... Um, so it's because it, Disney acquired Fox um, Films or Fox, so they they ha- they own Fox, they own ESPN, they own uh, the Disney movies, they own Marvel, they own all these entities that are gonna probably be part of that platform in one way, shape, or form. So that's where I'm I'm curious as to how. Because when, when yeah, you blah, think blah, of blah, Disney, that's Disney, but what what about the office? Well, but the office. If, <laughs> yeah, but so you throw that all together, yeah. and then you take away like some of the best parts of Netflix. Netflix, and yeah, and it's like wait, is Netflix? Is Netflix about to come into a big loss? No, they're just gonna up their game and start doing more of their little Netflix originals. Yeah, I don't know if people, I think there are certain shows that people like, but I don't know if it's the quality of, you know, that it's going to be enough to keep people. Uh, So it'll be interesting. I'm very curious to see what happens with when all of the Disney entities leave Netflix, what the the landscape of Netflix looks like. There's a funny thought that I was having with a close family member of mine or a discussion about this person was um, reassessing their bills and things like that and looking at like where they can cut things out at one point. And and, um, this person was looking at how much they've spent on subscriptions subscriptions and tv mm. over their lifetime what over do you, their lifetime yeah like or adult like as far back as he could trace kind of you mm-hmm. know um or what did he say like was it the last 10 years or was it something like that so a significant period of time and it was what was it it was crazy it was who is this i, I yeah need not be said but okay. it was like fifty thousand dollars or something something outrageous something really outrageous whatever the number was it was enough to make you like really look at value and Mm. ask yourself do i value yeah tv as much as i'm spending on it when you look back so maybe that's a little food for thought for everybody yeah you know i think (laughs) it, it is kind of ironic that all these entities are going towards having their own subscription platform so Mm -hmm. now nbc i mean you have your hulu and amazon prime and apple and um and so in the beginning right it was all about cutting the cord because cable was too expensive and now when you look at all these a la carte things 
you you've gone all <laughs> right back to the price of what you were paying for cable and yeah. all your subscriptions. Yeah, because now but, people are probably going to buy multiple subscriptions. You know, their HBO goes and they're all uh, all this stuff and um I love it cuz I'm like, well, we're not buying multiple subscriptions. Take it away and I don't need a TV. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's over here crying. I like, <laughs> I like sports. <laughs> I like sports. <laughs> I like Mummy She and Wolverines. I like a good movie when, you know, it's good sometimes to get a little break, you know, to to let the kids, hey, watch something. Well, I cook dinner. Don't bother me. It's a, it's a crutch. It's a crutch. Break the crutch. <laughs> it's a crutch, yes. You're walking around with the crutch. Okay. All right. So back to... Um, Heidi Grant. All right. All right. Yes. How to ask for help yes. and get a yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, what she well, was talking about kind of was the the illusion of transparency. and um, Well, that wasn't all that she was talking about. That was one of her main points. Yeah. Well, what, what the illusion of transparency is, is it's a... This is a definition I found on Wikipedia is a tendency for people to overestimate the degree to which their personal mental state is known by others. Uh, Another manifestation of the illusion of transparency is a tendency for people to overestimate how well they understand others' personal mental states. So, um, why don't you give them a summary, quick summary of the episode? Yeah, so I mean the the episode it it pretty much asking for help is a often difficult task for many people. Um, they don't want to seem needy. They it, it feels vulnerable. Um, but the reality is is that in life we need help, and if you want to be successful, if you want to go far in life, uh you can only go so far on your own and you're going to need help along the way, whether it's in business, whether it's at home, whether it's in relationships. And so learning how to ask for help, uh, the right way, um, can leave you satisfied that you got help. But also if you do it the right way, you could leave the person who's helping you satisfied to where they'll want to help you again in the future because they feel like they were needed, they feel um, accomplished, they feel like they actually genuinely did help you. Mm-hmm. And so how do you get that yes uh, is kind of some of the talking points of when she went over in her talk. Um, yeah. So, well, I mean, well, what stood out to you in that, that talk? I was laughing that you were talking about this topic with me because I am notoriously the worst at asking (laughs) for help. Um, I think my frame of mind a lot of times is I can do it all, be it all. I have to do it all, be it all, you know, um, asking for help. Not, 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 okay, not intentional frame of mind, I should say, but I come back to this like, oh, asking for help is a sign of weakness it's not but I have to constantly tell myself that like Jenny 
you need to ask for help like mm-hmm. it doesn't make you weak you know i don't know where that came from it's a little bit of a perfectionist nature it's a little bit of a ambitious thing as well and um a little bit a lot of performance drive and that makes it difficult so i'm sure a lot of people can relate to that um but i will say i you know being a mom has got me better at that and one thing that came to mind about like i i don't want to say i necessarily asked for help but receiving help i guess mm-hmm. was a bit is a big thing for me you know there was one time recently where i was coming home from a costco run and we live in an upstairs apartment and i've got a van with three kids in car seats a car full of costco stuff and i've got a like so my typical thing is i park at the bottom of the stairs i leave the car on the kids, I, I like yell at them to stay strapped in. Don't get out of your car seat. Stop it. You know? And then I just run and I do my runs up the stairs as fast as I can. And that's, if you know, sometimes hard. Sometimes I've got like giant cases of water and stuff. And there was one time where I came home and our awesome, um, cool Hawaiian neighbors who are new, who are so aloha, like one of them came out and was like oh I heard the kids screaming like yeah I figured you need help what what can I do and he comes down and he flipping like unloads my whole car for me yeah and I was like oh my gosh this is awesome thank you you know yeah and it was such a big moment and I will tell you like what it was so embarrassing because he's like dropping the the cases of water in my front entryway but at that time like we did not clean the house before we left we ran out the door because you're on a schedule so my house was like thrashed and i'm like oh my gosh you're looking inside my house like so embarrassed and i think i even said something he's like oh no no i've got i've got like a four-year-old and a seven-month-old and so this whole thing built this like connection where like receiving help was like oh you're a dad too I didn't know that about you and oh awesome thanks for you know helping me carry all this stuff up and this person found out like they're you know in flight school away from their family right now and just wanting to just be in the mix but they don't have anybody you know so it's like great because wow I I built a friendship over receiving help from someone yeah that wouldn't have happened otherwise and so um i think you know your your, the podcast that we're talking about was more about asking for help and getting a yes but i think part of that is you have to start at the mentality of like being okay to receive Mm -hmm. and and that will help you start to ask you know like ask yourself why can't i like if it's a if it's you don't want to ask ask yourself why and a lot of times we have a really hard time receiving yeah um because of a mindset or something i think um well yeah i mean that's all i totally agree with you you know with what you're saying about you know there's so much more we can get out of it if we allow ourselves Mm -hmm. to um uh, the thing that made me that i thought about was that um at, like at work yeah well you were talking I, about the I'm, transparency of yeah, the illusion of the illusion of transparency right? and so yeah. there's times where i'm like i'm going i'm busy out of my mind yeah trying to make the ship list for the day mm-hmm. and and then and i'm like doesn't anybody else see that the ship list isn't done and all this stuff needs to get done mm-hmm. why are they still working on this stuff that doesn't matter 
and and I get frustrated with them because they're not helping or right. or not offering to help. And um, what was kind of eye opening about that was like, well, wait a second, you know, did I ask for help? No, no, I didn't. And 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 now having knowing about this illusion of transparency, I'm like, wait a second, they they might actually not actually notice what's going on. The other side of it was was that sometimes uh, you offer help, she talked about, and the person doesn't want your help. Right. <laughs> and so if you've done that before where you've offered help and, and, and then it's met with resistance or rejection, I don't, I don't need your help, right. I'm good, thanks. Um, you're kind of like, well, I'm not going to offer my help again. Uh, I don't know that I've done that. I hope I haven't. There are times where people say, what can I do to help? And I'm like... Uh, I don't. I'm like trying to go through my Rolodex. I mean, I guess you could do. Let me figure it out, and then I'll get back with you. <laughs> Let me figure out what you could do to help me. Um, but we do all need that help and getting a yes. So, what? Um, here's kind of some four points about getting that help, um, and how to get a yes. Be very specific about the help you want and why. So when you oh. make it specific, yes, this is people a big one can, for me. can understand, mm-hmm. okay, this is how I can help. Yep. Now if you're vague and you're yep. you're just like emailing somebody, hey, I just want to get together and chat with you, well, you're probably not gonna get a response as much as you like because people are like well i don't know what they want from me i don't i don't know what they want to talk about you know so if you're more specific people will generally oh okay yeah and uh i've even noticed that maybe with the podcast a little i've i've reached out to a few different people like hey i wanted to just chat with you about some things about you know Mm -hmm. and then people are like okay and then because you're not specific i wasn't specific yeah and i feel like oh maybe if i would have been more specific in what i was asking these people maybe well, they would have been maybe oh here let me, here's how to, to help to can that. i speak to why on that because i think i've had experience being the vague asker mm-hmm. and then i think um you know having kids and then really trying to be intentional with time and things like that has transformed me into um, someone who understands more why it's important to be specific because, you know, because I'll get asked things and they'll be vague. And, you know, same with Heidi, Heidi Grant, who did the podcast, was saying, you know, she used to be a university professor and would automatically, like if she got a vague ask, it was an automatic no. She's like, I don't know, what what are you trying to get at? Obviously, you know what you're trying to get, so why not just tell me? Yeah. Um, I don't want to walk into some, you know, because I'll have people ask me to go to coffee and this and that. And me personally, I'm like, I am not going to drag my three kids to a coffee shop and sit, expect them to sit there and then, and I don't know what you want to talk about. And I don't know, is this going to be an hour-long conversation? Is this a conversation we could have over the phone? Is this, am I even the right person for the conversation? Am I, what, like, what are you trying to get after? Yeah. And I think what it does when you're specific, you actually 
um, it's a nod to the person that like, hey, I respect your time. This is what I'm looking for. And also can be like, are you the right person yeah. to help me with that? Yeah. Because they might not be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They might not be able to help you in the way you think you right. might. They might be able to point you to somebody else that's better. Yeah. Uh, the second thing she said was avoid apologies, disclaimers, and bribes. Yeah. You do that. Uh, you were saying you would do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm so sorry to have to ask you this. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry to bother you. Uh, if I didn't have any other option, uh, you know. And, and automatically people are like, okay, well, you don't really want my help <laughs> well that's uh, one way that's one thing like yes it makes them feel, feel like, like that feel yeah. like you don't want their help but um what i felt like she didn't really articulate in the podcast was that when somebody asks you for help and they're so apologetic and unclear it's a bit almost manipulative hmm. to the receiving party so hmm. if you come at me and you're like oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, but I didn't have anybody else to ask. Yeah. Which has happened to me. Yeah. I immediately feel like, okay, I can't say no because you're in such a bind and you've really put it out there in such a way that like now I feel manipulated. Hmm. So there's two sides to it. One, what she was talking about was yes, when you're so apologetic, it doesn't make the other person feel like like they're wanted or needed. It makes them feel like, oh, like you're apologizing, you don't need me. But then my experience is that when you're so apologetic and you're telling me how you have nobody else, I feel manipulated and like guilty if I can't help you because while you're saying to me that you're in such a bind and you have nobody else. Yeah. And then it makes me bitter almost and and part of that is i should be able to guard my own heart and say no but it's really hard when you feel like you need to help somebody but um you can't say no because they're in a bind you know it's it's that little twinge of manipulation and i'm maybe not mature enough to handle it i don't know in such a way that i can say no when i need to say no but that's whatever it is the point is is that that's how it makes the other person feel i think yeah um the other part of that too was the the bribes or the yeah uh paying your friends to help you paying your friends to help Um, you like move or something she was saying yeah she was saying like move like because what happens is is it begins to feel more like a transaction yep than a relationship yep which doesn't it distances distances it's not going to breed intimacy and so it it actually has a uh adverse effect where it's like you kind of like yeah uh you know like my mind says no actually i mean if they're gonna pay me to help like i'll do it you know what i mean but then as i started thinking about like but you're right it does feel very transactional and like doesn't necessarily feel good doesn't feel like you're helping your friend no like at all it just feels like well it's like well if you're gonna pay why don't you just pay somebody that's a professional to do it why do you need me <laughs> well they figure oh you know it could be good-hearted on the other end of it it's like uh i mean i could pay some a stranger to come do this but then i feel like oh you're don't you, you, you want to get me could, at a bargain no well <laughs> You could use the money, right? And yeah, so, I guess. I guess. 
yeah it's like a win-win i'm helping both um so i i this was one that i kind of was like oh i could see both ways but like i did it distances it does distance where it kind of feels like i don't know if i want to help even if i'm getting paid to do this help you move your boxes or something like that now but what she did say was good was the unwarranted gift afterwards like if you the spontaneous spontaneous thank you gift gift. like that totally yeah you know you're thanking them and just hey i know you were right. just doing the goodness of your heart. I just wanted to give you this too. Right. That feels good. Yeah. Right. Doesn't it feels relational, not mm-hmm. transactional. Mm-hmm. Um, well, on that note, she was talking about what really breeds gratitude or and connection um, in the relationship is when you circle back around and you tell the other party. So like after you ask for help, you get a yes, they help you. Then you circle back around and you really tell yeah. them. You're jumping ahead. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. I won't jump ahead. I won't jump ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Yeah. But you say um, thank you and how it impacted them, you know. Yeah. So like for her, she's writing, she's a university professor writing le- letters of recommendation. And she's like, I have no idea if any of these letters helped anybody. <laughs> Only maybe like 2% of them came back and, yeah. you know, Yeah, so that, <laughs> this was point number four. Yeah. Um, we'll come back to point number three, but follow up with them afterward. Mm-hmm. And what is rewarding? is is knowing that what you did helped yes. and that you had an impact uh, so it's not just the actual um, helping it's the knowing that what you did had an impact and actually helped right that is the satisfying part right that that fills your love tank yeah you love is yeah that's what I'm talking about your love tank <laughs> yeah all right um <laughs> And that's important. But number three, uh, <coughs> this was, was kind of good. It was do not ask for help over email or text. Yeah. Ask in person. Yeah. If you ask in person, you're good 30 advice. times more yeah. likely to get a yes. Yeah, this is good advice for the people that want to get the yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Well, the goal is to get a yes. You know, if you're asking for help, you don't want to have to ask like 40 different people. Exactly. I'm going to throw this out on social media. And, you know, whereas if you ask somebody personally, you don't apologize for asking in the beginning. Uh, You tell them you're specific and you give them a why. And and then afterwards, you appreciate them and tell them thank you for the help that... You know, they're yeah. more likely to say yes the next time around too. Right. But sometimes, you know, people will, they will do it over email or text because it's less, feels less awkward or uh, rejecting if you get a no. But on the other flip side of that, right, is that it's easier for the person to reject to, or say no yeah. through a text or an email. Right. Or not respond at all. Right? I personally, this I did not jive with this point. I get it. I totally agree with what she's saying. But as for my personal self, I would rather get a request via text than phone because once again, I feel manipulated on the phone because I don't have time to like, oh, assess what the reality of the fullness of my day looks like and that, hey, you asking me to do that 
actually just jacked my whole day and I said yes because I felt guilty because you had no one else and <laughs> I I appreciate um, a text re- I, I here's what I appreciate mm-hmm. I appreciate the ability to respond on a text because I can clearly I can sit I'm a I'm like a I might have to write something out three times to make sure I'm communicating transparently yeah. and honestly and gently that's how that's just like me personally yeah so i'm like okay yes i know if you want to yes do that but like if you're asking jenny please text because <laughs> i'm going to tell you no because i might tell you no um, and i want to have time no. to respond <laughs> I'm just put, being honest. <laughs> yeah, but now if people were doing all these things, yeah, they were specific as to why. Yeah, they weren't apologizing for it. They weren't yeah. saying, "Oh, you are my last hope, Obi Wan Kenobi." Yeah. Um, and you you wanted to be and you I could help them. It. Yeah. Right, and yeah. then afterwards they thanked you and told you how it yeah. helped. Yeah. Like that would be rewarding and satisfying. You'd yes. Probably actually. Be more likely to say yes in the future, not right. want it over text. Right, right, yeah. yeah. I think maybe I'm responding to so many like bad moments that I have let myself feel this way that my, my like knee jerk is often a no. <laughs> yeah, that's probably because I think I, I, think I have. All, yeah, I've overextended myself a lot in the past, and I think that just where I'm at, that's probably where this is coming from. Because I'm like, even now I'm trying to assess, like, what, what is coming up right now? This is a thing. <laughs> I yeah. think I've overextended too many yeses. So people, guard your hearts and assess your schedule and uh, just be honest with your friends. Don't try to people please and also don't isolate. Find your happy medium and you'll be a good giver <laughs> and receiver. <laughs> good giver, receiver. So there you have, folks, the illusion of transparency, how to ask for help, and get a yes. Um, cool. Well, moving on. Uh, this is an a la carte episode, isn't it? This is an it? a la carte. Gonna, I just want I, I was like, you know what? We're just going to we're gonna rapid fire some of these <laughs> and uh, get you in, get you out, know what's going on in pop culture, know what's going on in society um this one was kind of interesting oh no and which i know one? you which one <laughs> the, the uh the mealy cyrus oh miley mm. what are you doing she she dropped a new music video mother's daughter and just forewarning in part of this conversation so i don't know the next 10 minutes or so uh, there, there might be a little colorful talk. So if you are driving with littles, you might maybe want to fast forward or listen to this uh, apart from them. Um, so it was a sensational video. Do you need to like forewarn people what the video is so that people don't want to go see the video? Yeah, yeah. Anymore? So no, I'm gonna just I'm gonna talk about the video. It, that's why I said it's sensational in that like it involves. Miley Cyrus in a latex red suit, you know, with teeth on her JJ. <laughs> you oh know, like, uh, with, it was a 
the first words of the song are hallelujah i'm a freak i'm a freak hallelujah so it immediately moves into this contradictory like hey nice gospel song here nope mm-hmm. <laughs> um that's clear in the first image but miley was she was in the news recently did you see that where she had like a picture of a cake and you didn't see that dang it what does it say it was something about the um abortion is oh health care oh yeah wasn't that wasn't mm-hmm. that what it said abortion is health care or something like that so I think that was in the wake of everything that was happening in Alabama with the, the abortion laws being passed. She was trying to voice her opinion. And so this video is a continuation. So it, it, it was very, um, what do I want to say? It was trying to be very female empowering. Yeah, it's right. a very strong feminist message. To very it. strong feminist ve- message. You know, you'd see these little words. I mean, feminist, feminist AF. Yeah, you can all understand what that means. That was yeah. part of the video. Yeah, I think one of the yeah, it, virgin, virginity is a social construct flashed mm-hmm. across the screen. Sin is in your eyes. Is that what it said? I don't know. Did, yeah, I, did you catch that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so there had flashes of you know uh gay women trans women uh her mother um person i don't know who she was she was like a uh she was a black girl that was like in the wheelchair Mm -hmm. so i don't i don't know exactly who she was she's probably somebody that is because i think these are kind of maybe well-known people in the lbgtq community xyz number 13 um i don't know there's there's they just keep adding letters and numbers every day uh and so the reason i wanted to bring it up was because it was like okay well this is a voice that has influence right and so this is what she's trying to put out there Mm -hmm. um that you know the uh, where'd it go? The lyrics, the lyrics, some of the lyrics of the song. Oh, don't f with my freedom. I came to get me some. I'm nasty. I'm evil. Must be something in the water. Oh my god. Oh my god. Don't f with my freedom. Um, and so it's very much like an attack on uh, what she feels as like a backlash against women in a sense and so to me it was um it's very confusing how you can have you know it's like here you you're you're fighting for all this freedom but what is your freedom actually bringing you yeah the imagery okay so well first thought when scott was like hey do you want to talk about this I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but because obviously there is such a tension between the church and the LGBTQT community. And um, at the end of the day, what my what my feeling is always is 
you know what? Like I know my God and he loves you right where you are, right how you are. Mm -hmm. But he also loves you and me, all of us, too much to leave you and us where he finds us. Yeah. So that applies to everybody, whether you're LGBTQT, whether you're, you know, Miss Susie Homemaker, it, everybody. He loves us where he finds us, but loves us too much to let us stay that way. Um, so that was my, that was my why I was like, no, I don't want to talk about this because why do we need to talk about something that is clearly so demonstrative and angry and like we don't need to be pointing our finger at the things that we see we need to be elevating the love of god yeah and but with that i do feel like well i guess we do need to kind of talk about it a little bit um one of the messages of the video was i am free painted on a body yeah and you know gyrating amongst smoke or whatever and my immediate thought honestly was like you're not free you're bound up in latex and you have bondage chains all over your neck and things like how is this free yeah this is this is bondage like visually and i can guarantee emotionally mentally physically spiritually spiritually yeah i think there that that exactly is it's almost like the illusion of freedom right Right, so we we think freedom is the choice, be able to choose and do exactly whatever I want, whenever I want, with whomever I want, right? And, um, but freedom actually comes at a great cost, because, uh, like if for a Christian, right, there is there are some places we can't go, there's some things we shouldn't do, right. there's some things we shouldn't say there's some ways we shouldn't behave we don't have absolute freedom right if we want to walk in in obedience obedience Mm -hmm. right uh god gives us that freedom but it's up to us to choose whether we will lay down our own freedom to surrender to his will or if we're going to take that to say you know, this is my life, my rules. I'm going to do what I want, which at the end of the day is the most selfish way to live. Right? Well, and- here's here's two. Like, yeah, you're talking about the illusion of freedom. Um, freedom, maybe to say a Miley Cyrus or... The people that maybe she's speaking out for is I can do whatever I want with my body mm-hmm. okay but what happens when we do whatever we want with our body we fragment our soul mm-hmm. and we leave pieces of ourselves in every little place where we've chosen to exercise said freedom in said way that maybe doesn't line up with protecting our hearts and our spirits and our bodies like the word of god would encourage us to a lot of people look at christianity as very limiting very um controlling thing Mm -hmm. but in reality it's actually protecting it's 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 a it's like a safe space and freedom 
to them, that's not my definition of freedom. My definition of freedom would be walking in a feeling of pure love yeah. without my soul being fragmented, without feeling shame or guilt or condemnation, but feeling um, that I walk in right standing in all that I do. Yeah. And I don't believe that what that community is currently fighting for is going to get them the the kind of freedom that is not going to weigh heavy on their spirits. Yeah. I like what you said about um it that it's like with the so take sex outside of marriage, mm-hmm. right? So uh there's a, a level of saying this is my body I'm free to have sex with whomever I want whenever I want mm-hmm. I get to choose mm-hmm. nobody gets to choose that for me now people will get say oh God's the great you know killjoy in the sky he doesn't want us to have any fun right um, but the reality is he actually was the one who created sex right he wants it to be fun he wants it to be fun he yep. wants it to be enjoyable yeah but he also he says within the confines of marriage right and right and and some people will look at that and and they'll be like oh okay that's just old-fashioned thinking it's just traditionalism Mm -hmm. whatever but what happens is is within marriage you don't have the guilt you don't have the shame right you don't have the STDs. Mm-hmm. You don't have the un. I mean, you might have a, a pregnancy that was unplanned. You don't have the games. You don't have the games. Yeah. You don't have the manipulation. Right. And and so, all those things come along with the, um, the uh, quote freedom. But right. when you when you lay down your freedom and you do it God's way, all of a sudden you're you're guilt free, shame free. You know, STD free. And you know, having fun. And having fun. <laughs> and it's actually the way God designed it. Exactly. So it's like when you you go into what God has for you and the way he designed it, right. it's not actually as stealing your freedom as you might think. It's right. actually liberating right. because it's like, God's like, no, if you use it the way I created it, yes, it actually brings the most freedom. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why the illusion of freedom yep. is that, no, it's my way. It's what I want. Yeah, but it's a facade. It, it's a facade. Completely. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so for for me, you know, I feel, I kind of feel sorry for Miley because I feel like there is, um, I feel like there is church in her background. I feel like there is like a level of relationship with God. But on the other side of it is like, there is this. And it's, it makes me so sad that it, the music industry will use you up and they will use you to spread their agenda and to push their mouthpiece. And, you know, I'm not so sure that this song is a, a hit in the making. Like, to me, it, even just listening to it wasn't like, it, I can't picture this song really being on wasn't, the radio it wasn't like, deep it was just a shout it was just a this is my message i'm gonna shout it out yeah you know and i need and to get it, attention. it'll get five mm-hmm. minutes of attention it's not doesn't have the legs to to last long um but it, 
behind it it's just like I was like ah what is this this message like this doesn't feel actually empowering no the message that it's trying it's to saying it's saying i am free to, i am free but the entire visual imagery i mean if you yeah. break down the symbolism even like we don't I, I don't know i'm such a visual person and i read into symbols and i look at that kind of stuff and all i saw was was bondage literally yeah. that's all i saw bondage i'm like this is the freedom that you're fighting for yeah um this doesn't look awesome and free to me yeah uh i wouldn't want to be part of this freedom movement (laughs) (laughs) well you know if your husband said hey will you wear this latex no (laughs) no 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 not even for him Uh... (laughs) you won't even squeeze into this no (laughs) no um so i don't know I think once again it's like there's a, a message that's trying to be, you know, amplified and put out to the world that this is what female empowerment looks like. But in reality to me it's like this is what bondage looks like. Yeah. This is what like what's gonna be detrimental to you into society if you continue to, to think that yeah. this is what you wanna proclaim. Yeah. Um yeah it just was very vexing you know just the i just i come back to like like the opening is hallelujah hallelujah yeah you you from from your background from our background it almost felt like oh you're picking a fight like with with me almost because i value that word hallelujah yeah (laughs) and it's it's also it's just kind of like it was it was trying to be a statement that is like it was like mocking god almost in a sense Mm-hmm. you know like shouted the name god in it probably 15 20 times 20 yeah. times too and i was like man you are railing against something yeah and uh you think this is what you want but i don't know if this is in the end what you're gonna really want yeah so yeah so i'm not telling people to go out and watch the video but it's one of those things where it's like i I want people to be aware of what's out there and, and what the voice of, you know, are the influencers, what messages they're trying to communicate. Right. Because I guarantee that uh, the young and impressionable can watch that and they'll they'll take away something completely different. they be like, yeah, I'm empowered. I'm a female and right. I'm still somebody's sex toy (laughs) i'm still you know um yeah well uh last moving on last um quick topic that i wanted us to hit was uh did you hear about this this thing with nike and colin kaepernick yeah so (laughs) nike was apparently they were going to be releasing a was it Betsy Ross? Betsy Ross flag. Mm-hmm. The Betsy Ross flag Nikes shoe. for mm-hmm. uh, July fourth. Uh, after a conversation with Kyle, Colin Kaepernick, they decided to uh, not not bring that that shoe out. Mm-hmm. Um, and once again, like this, this brought up like people people actually really angry at Nike and quote-unquote gonna boycott them again uh it's like how are you gonna boycott them again didn't you already 
boycott them before? Are mm-hmm. you gonna do what did you start picking it up and boycott again? Um, but it, it has sparked such a thing that I think uh, Air Nike was gonna have like a um, uh, offshoot or an office in Arizona that the governor of Arizona said, Nope, uh, we're rescinding our tax incentives for you to come here, you're not welcome here. And I was like, wow, that is, that's some Brasiletos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's a statement. And um, the other part of it, too, was, is that that, the, you know, the 13 the starred flag mm-hmm. was just, that's a flag that was a representation of our country at that time. Like, mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong in the flag itself. And so for Nike to say, oh, you know, this is a fe- this is offensive, like the reality is like, actually, wait, no, it may be offensive to like one or two people, but for the rest of us, that actually wasn't that offensive. That was like a statement that was from our history. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah. What is your your media thoughts? Okay. So, I love Betsy Ross. <laughs> and okay, that flag. Now for those who don't know what what okay, is so what is Betsy Ross? She's attributed with the one that was commissioned to create the flag. There is some discussion over exact facts in this that and the next thing, but basically, first or second Continental Congress, I think it's the second one, I don't remember which one. Um, supposedly George Washington commissioned her to create a flag and that's what this flag was mm-hmm. and this flag represented in my understanding of history a time and uh, it captured um, w- a country forming at the time a unity of, of states coming together to start to establish themselves as a nation and this was when you know they're pushing back against um, the British in the American Revolutionary War so the very flag Mr. Collin that you so have a problem with is representative and a symbol of the nation that has thus bred you the freedom to have said opinions yeah so um, I think that for me is annoying yeah (laughs) And also, I had a friend who posted like um, a really beautiful thought on on this thing. And what he was talking about was um, if we so like bow into groups that have basically commandeered symbols and they have crazy ideology and they're starting to try to use these patriotic symbols as a representation of their ridiculous ideologies. Like, why are we letting them? Number one. And um, if we can be so politically correct-minded that we're just going to wipe out all the symbols and get rid of everything, we are thus removing history, and history is very easily going to repeat itself. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. What What? What do you think is Colin Kaepernick's issue with that flag? Um. I don't exactly know. I didn't read up exactly on maybe it's maybe it's a time because slavery was still in existence at that time. Is that what it is? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Um, that would be my guess. 
and yeah. and maybe it's this whole commentary on like you know we're not going to glorify anything that was ever okay with slavery because slavery <laughs> wasn't abolished until Lincoln. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think to me, what's interesting is I, <laughs> I've heard somebody else comment commentaring. Uh, commenting on this and he said they were talking and they were saying if you ask me I feel like there's a little bit of collusion and so collusion uh, was exactly what um, Colin Kaepernick tried to sue the NFL over was saying that the NFL owners colluded and um, to keep him out of the NFL because no NFL teams would hire him, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Where he was clearly a better quarterback than multiple of these quarterbacks that were in the league. And so they, he was saying that there was collusion uh, to keeping him from getting a job in the NFL. Um, I can't remember. I think he maybe got settled outside of court or something like that. He got a settlement. Um, but what they, this commentator brought up was that isn't wait why is Nike's getting ready to release a shoe why are they going to Colin Kaepernick you know what I mean like hey before we release are they are they doing that for every shoe like before we release the shoe let's go to Colin Kaepernick and ask him his opinion it was almost like wait a second why what you know what I mean like do they consult Colin Kaepernick on everything probably not and they were saying it was like it's almost like they were colluding to try and make this thing hey we'll do this you say that you know um that you didn't like it and Mm. it was almost almost like a big marketing ploy Mm. to like keep Kaepernick in the the public sphere and the conversation and throw Nike in there and it was like a big marketing ploy that is actually now backfiring um, because it's having an adverse effect mm-hmm. in that, like, it's actually... I mean, people, yes, are talking about it, but now they're losing business in states because of uh, this, quote, uh, opinion of one man. Yeah. You know? Um, which I thought was very interesting. Like, I was like, that is... Yeah. Like, why is... How did Colin Kaepernick have the inside track? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it almost makes me think that there maybe is, there was a little collusion. They're mm. like, they're trying to generate something to happen, a story. Well, he's a brand ambassador. Yeah. So that's, pro- yeah. But it, I'm, I'm not Why guessing he... they were like, hey, Colin, we want you to wear these shoes. <laughs> Colin, we know you've had an issue with the American flag uh, before. Uh, why don't you wear these 13 colonies <laughs> this, flags? This flag's different. <laughs> Is this flag okay, Colin? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We've been fun at times. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was interesting. Mm. Um, I think at the end of the day, like, yeah, we we need to... We can't forget our past, but we need to move forward from our past. Can we and- not be victims <clears throat> of our past? We can't be. Can we like, not be? Can we not? I'm I'm saying that like Yeah. Can we society decide collectively as individuals to have an overcoming 
victor mindset. Yeah. That would fix a lot of stuff. <laughs> well. It would. Wouldn't reparations? <laughs> <laughs> no, because who's it getting taken from? Then you're going to create another pocket of something else over there. I know. I and then just, it's going to go think, back and forth. I, it's like, I, it's like I, ping I can't pong. Be, you know, the, this, <laughs> the one not even top of it, I was thinking of going about the reparations <laughs> thing. Um, uh, the reality with the reparations thing is that nobody that is alive today uh, is was a slave to you know that it's all you know. second hand third hand and now. it's like wait you're trying to get reparations for something that didn't even happen to you mm-hmm. and but the funny part about it is By that way this of... is what the democratic party yeah. will try and introduce yeah to manipulate by way of reparations i should be getting paid 20 grand because my family was put in concentration camps yeah. In internment camps. You should bring that I up. should. <laughs> you should do that under Democratic and it's platform. Not that, yeah, and I you should will just, probably... Boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who, who's that? There's sarcasm with this, people. Just so that's clear. Yes. <laughs> we all want our... Rep- well, they did actually get reparations. They did. They did. They did, but yeah. I didn't. You didn't, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh. You just want your Escalade, right? <laughs> Well, okay. Whatever the de- you know, I, I just yes, there is a definitely a clear strategy to win certain types of votes, and I just feel like that's one of the ones that's like, are you for real? Like that's how you know it'll never pass, and yet you're gonna try and push that to try and manipulate and get votes, like. That's that's ugly. Mm-hmm. That is ugly. Um, and in no way, shape, or form am I saying that what has happened to black people uh, being brought over as slave that was that good. Um, I don't believe that it is. But I think y- you make the best of what it is now. Everybody has a That starting... you get to live yeah. in this country. Yeah. Yeah. That you're here. Right. That you're not anywhere else you know, in the jungles of Africa, swatting away flies from your face, living in a hut. Like, you could go there if you want, if that's what you actually want, if that's the reparations you want. Hey, I want a flight out of here to go to back to Africa. I don't think that's what you want. This country is too great. It, yeah. it has affords too many freedoms for anybody, you know, whether they were brought here under, you know, false pretenses or in the most heinous way ever like now that you're here like you kind of want to be here right (laughs) right it's not how you start it's how you finish yeah so i mean hey man get get the best reparations you can i mean in that like take advantage of the freedoms afforded to you yeah i mean if you want to get a college education uh if you're of a different ethnicity other than white that's actually a something that you can look into mm-hmm. right whether you're mexican black asian indian like that's not a privilege that i get <laughs> wait you have to explain that babe i have to explain that yeah because you're starting to sound like oh because you're white you can't get stuff <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying that's not one of the pri- my white privileges is i don't uh nobody's gonna give me a scholarship for the color of my skin um <laughs> Or the gender of my genitalia. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Oh. All right. Well, uh, this is... It is true. No, can we actually mention that? That in this day and age, white men are probably actually the most discriminated against nowadays. It feels, it seems like it. There's your platform, babe. Go ahead and talk about it. There's my platform. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm not going to be a victim. No, you're not. I'm not going to be a victim. Do I believe that, that there is some accuracy to that? That yeah. there is a lot of hate right. going towards uh, male, white, cisgender <laughs> men? But what do you do? You walk forward with your head up and you keep going. I keep walking. <laughs> I just kept running. Uh yeah. No, I mean, it, it, there definitely is an attack, and it's something that like, I, I, I pay attention to, but I'm not going to make it a platform that I'm very like, I'm the most, we're the most, you know, no. uh, segregated against, like, hated people on the face of this planet, the white man, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to live my life, I'm going to do my best to not persecute or shame or guilt anybody else or be part of the problem i want to be part of the solution but i'm not going to make an apology for being white or being a male right right uh i was born that way god made me that way and if i do if there is privilege that i have that i don't see or i do see then i should make that part of the solution Mm -hmm. like all right well i have this and i'm gonna use it to help others Mm -hmm. and and but i'm not gonna sit there and you know feel sorry you know feel sorry for me i'm white or apologize for it Mm -hmm. you know um in case you didn't know if you were listening from another country yes i am white (laughs) i'm sure you could probably tell in the voice yeah, that corny white boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a fun one. Mm-hmm. We hit a few different things, hot button topics, as we always like to. It just gives there. It just goes there. Um, but smorgasbord enough topic, Morgan. Um, but I love you, baby. Love you. All right. Thank you for listening to the Part of the Noise podcast. You can follow the show on Instagram at Part of the Noise Podcast. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review us. It helps us get noticed by others. I'm Scotty Hughes, and we'll see you next time.